0: I recommend slipping on your big girl panties and your big boy panties for today's Words Are Matter, which is called the co-opting of language and the singular they. Before we dive into this super spicy episode, thank you for subscribing to the channel so that you can stay abreast of my every word up offering. And while you're at it, go ahead and give it a like and share it far and wide. If you're wanting to scope this episode in video format with your own eyes for a more multi-sensorial experience, head on over to my Odyssey channel where I host all of our Word Up videos and subscribe while you're there. As you're wanting to learn more about some of the ways that the social engineers are co-opting our language in their adorable little attempts to enslave us, check out my new book, Pop Propaganda, an illustrated guide, which is on sale now through the link in the show notes. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, it's Danny with Words Are Matter, here to talk to you about words and how language is being co-opted and weaponized and manipulated to fragment, control, and enslave you and me, and all of us, and what we can do to transmute it, to disrupt it, to safeguard our language. So today's Words Are Matter is inviting you to put on your big girl panties or your big boy panties and to not get tripped up over the fact that I just referred to my audience as boys and girls because life evolves to transcend and include, which means we have transcended and included our boyhood and our girlhood, which means it's here with us now. All right, so what is language? What is it exactly? Language is a system that organizes words and their rules of use, okay? So what is a system? What defines a good system? If you were going to design a system, a system that organizes anything, the spices in your kitchen cabinet, Uh, your sock drawer. What are some elements that would go into making your system functional, that would make your system a good system? Well, it would be clear, it would be coherent, it would be easy to follow, right? It would be streamlined, it would organize things in a fashion that made it easy to utilize, right? When we look at changes being imposed on our existing language, it's important to pay attention to when the changes have the effect of fragmenting or confusing or creating disruption, right? That's not actually a functional means of organizing. That's not a functional system of organizing our words and their rules for usage. So where do you think this is taking us? I'm taking us to the co-opting of the pronoun they. And I want to be very clear that this is an overview and an analysis of how our language is being co-opted to control and enslave. It has nothing to do with taking pot shops at any time people, right? Or any groups. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what the social engineers are doing to our language and the effects that this social engineering and the co-opting of the language is having upon us as a populace. It has nothing to do with the groups of people who are being used as body armor and who are being used by the social engineers to create more fragmentation among our unified human family. So, The word they has for centuries an existing definition which references plural, right? They applies to multiple people. That has already been established in the language. When we decide that now all of a sudden they is going to be applicable to specific individuals who are self-identifying in different ways, it's not coherent. It's not streamlined, it's not easy to understand, it's fragmenting, and it's confusing. Again, it has nothing to do with the people who are choosing to use these pronouns to reference singular selves. A lot of us get caught up in the social engineer's fuckery, right? So again, having nothing to do with these people, with any of us, right? Let's make it inclusive. I'm talking about how language is being co-opted. So let me give you a couple examples. Let's say my house is on fire and the firemen come to rescue me, to rescue whoever's in the house. And they say, is anyone else still in the house? And I say, yeah, they're still in the house, right? Referencing a singular being who has taken it upon themselves to self-identify with a plural pronoun. That's gonna confuse that fireman who says, yes, they're still in the house, and who's going to go about looking for more than one person. So let's say the fireman gets a single person out, and that's actually the only person who was in the house, but because of this social engineering, a plural pronoun was used to describe this person. That fireman is gonna go back in the house looking for more humans and could possibly die, right? So this is obviously an extreme example, but nothing so out there that it wouldn't actually happen. And I've actually heard this reflection from firefighters. But let's take another one. I was reading a book, and in the book, a singular character is referenced by the, the pronoun they, even though it's about a singular character. As a journalist, as an author, as a writer, as a communications coach and consultant, from my vantage point, it is the responsibility of the communicator to communicate in such a way that it is easy to be understood, right? So if I write an essay and someone else isn't understanding what I'm saying, that's on me then I haven't done my job well enough if I'm not writing in such a way that is making it easy for someone to understand my message. So as I'm reading a book that's referencing a singular person as a plural, it's very confusing. I find myself flipping pages backwards to see if I miss something to see, you know, if I fell asleep on the job. So it's fragmenting, right? It's not an easy way to read a book. It's not a linear A to B thing. I read, I come across a they, I'm confused, I'm fragmented, I'm jolted out of the story thinking that I'm not understanding and I'm again flipping back, right? Because I'm not used to this. So this happened multiple times while reading this book. So as far as the author, her choice to, honor the character's choice to identify as a plural wasn't actually a compassionate move to the reader, which is the point of writing a book, right? It's for the people who are reading it, not for the individual character's ideological allegiances. And in fact, reading that book was challenging and fragmenting and it created distortions in my system. wasn't super into it. So Fragmentation is a big piece of what's going on right now. And in fact, I'm thinking of adding it to my next version of my Language of Sovereign Authority webinar because it's such a big thing. Things that are jarring, right? That disrupt unity, that disrupt a coherent flow. That is a big part of the fuckery that we're dealing with. So dropping this weird they into the lexicon that now all of a sudden, centuries later, is meant to apply to specific individuals based on gender identity or groupthink conformity or whatever it is, is creating more fragmentation among the human family and more fragmentation in the culture. This isn't serving us, right? This is not serving the greater good when the whole is experiencing more fragmentation. So on top of that, and again, I've said this before and I'm I'm just gonna keep saying it in case anyone chooses to misunderstand me, this is not in any way, shape or form to push up against individual people who have chosen to identify in this way because we are all victims of social engineering, 100% of us. There's no way to get around it, right? Even if I don't watch TV, as I don't, I'm so part of this collective, right? I'm still, I still see advertisements, I still see bus benches, I still see signs, like it's all coming at us. And some of us have not been taught to vet you know, weaponized languaging, because maybe not all of us have, as of yet, signed up for my Language of Sovereign Authority webinar, which is available for download, and I highly recommend navigating over my website and watching it immediately. But my point is, it's not to fault any individual humans who are playing along with this, because we're all caught up in various social engineering ops, which this they is. So another way that this they is working against us as a human family is, Think how often we reference they in terms of the overlords or the powers that were or those who are minding the machine badly, right? And steering it in a nefarious direction. How often we reference that, those, those, um, those social engineers, those controllers as they, right? So every time we reference a single singular human being as a they, we are empowering that construct. It's the same coding, right? Same frequency band in the morphogenetic field is being empowered and strengthened. So the powers that were who in controlling this simulation, this this crazy culture gunnerai, they are being empowered and fortified every time we use a they to reference a singular person. It's all part of the same op. So, I am inviting you and me and all of us to not take the bait and to defer to the greatest good and to harmony and coherence in communication. Now, as there are people who are choosing not to identify, you know, through binary gender, that's fine. Our most compassionate move is to come up with some sort of singular freestanding non-gender specific pronoun. I know Eric Weinstein has suggested Zem, and I take issue with a lot of what he proposes and I think that's actually a brilliant idea. And so I, you know, if that's the solution that works, let's do it. Or let's figure out another one and let's not shit on the established language and establish meanings by changing them in the middle of the game. I mean, it's the quickest way to create chaos and conflict is to change the rules of the game in the middle, right? Or imagine if you have, you know, if if you're the mother of two children and you give one of your kids a teddy bear and two years into it, you take the teddy bear away and you give it to the other kid, that's gonna create some ill will among those children who have nothing to do with the decision for you taking the teddy bear, right? Right. For the game being changed while they're playing it. But, but the effects is that it pisses off the people who are involved and now they're pitted against one another which is a lot of what we're seeing in our culture, right? How many people are gonna get furious with me right now because I'm speaking out against the co-opting of the language that is working against the coherence and harmony of the human family and mistake that for me you know, attacking people who are using these pronouns, which is not the case. I have only have love and compassion. I'm pointing out how the larger cultural engineers are holding the puppet strings are pitting us against one another by taking words with established definition changing them in the middle of our earth walks and confusing us and fragmenting us so let us not take the bait let us come up with out of the box solutions that don't denigrate existing existing words and existing definitions and only serve to fragment us we're smart enough we're creative enough to do it and Thanks for paying attention. Thanks for remembering that every word matters, that you are Omniscopic Amazingness. Have a rocking day. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to give it a like to share it with your nearest and dearest. And remember to subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single episode of your very favorite podcast, Word Up with Danny Katz. We'll see you soon, Tribe.